you, Jesus. Margalia, 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 Vergalia, Margalia, Margalia, Aregalia, Mergalia, Regalia, Aventagalia, Berigalia, Regalia, Arigalia, Arigalia, Erigalia, Merigalia, Arugogoto, Lobaria, Lagoso, Brete, Legerosta, Regania, Verigata, Margoso, Brete, de Bodosu, Bergiante, Toso, Bente, Gadalia, Bregete, Bregete, Bregemenata, Bregadelioso, Bregadeganosta, Elegrita, Veligosta, Veligata, Marigata, Merigata, Ovretigat, Ovremigata, Ole Bregatolia, Zebeganosta, Eligra Ate, for you have a Losta, for you have had a form, you have had a form, you men, you men have had a form in which I could not commit myself to you. That I could not commit myself to you, but you have found mercy. You have found mercy. You have found mercy. And I've brought you mercy for healing. Mercy for healing. That I would commit my entirety of me to you. That you would carry me. That I would say, I am your God. And you would fulfill the thing of being my people. That you would even come to know and come to the estate of being my people. I have brought you help. I have brought you mercy. I have brought you great help that I eventually would commit myself to you. For you've had a form, but I am healing you. I am healing you. I am healing you. And I am raising you up. I am lifting you high. I am lifting you up. And I am bringing you up into the realm of the Spirit. For without the Spirit, you can find me not. You will see me not. For coming, coming, come up, come up. Come up, I say come up. 
come up for we've brought you so much help we bring you so much help for we want to commit ourselves to you and we are bringing you up to come up to come up to come up for you've had a fashion but we want to fashion you in another way we want to fashion you after the eternal realm after the order of the Godhead we've come to fashion you we've come to fashion you and to raise you and make you after the order in which we made Jesus and raised him and made him capable to sit on the throne of the majesty on I for we've brought you up for even to see and to walk as Jesus walked. we've come that even as you are walking as you are working and you come into the realm of the stones on fire you ought to possess the fire so we've come to put fire in your bones we've come to put fire in your heart we've come to put words that will cause your heart to burn I bring words words of power words of power words of power to open graves to open graves and to lose bonds and to lose bonds that keep you down and hinder you from working and following after me I've come with mercy mercy is speaking and mercy has found you 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 forsake not your mercy forsake not your mercy but align align and yield to the working of graces upon your life yield to the working of graces and mercy for I have brought mercy for I want to commit myself to men and this is that season and it's that time where I will begin I will begin to commit myself to men that men will see I will see men and I will see me in them it is that time it is that season where men will carry me and they would be that they are my people says the spirit of the Lord to make you meek. I want to bring you meekness. I want to make you meek. I want to raise you in meekness. I want you to walk in meekness. I want you to speak in meekness. I want you to walk in meekness. I want you to talk in meekness. I want you to wake up. I want you to speak. 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 I want you to speak.
Fatasa, Palia Fatamanosta, Palia Gadabushta, Prafatalia, Makatalia, Pamia Seganta, Banosta, Bevela Catolia, Prate Leveli Catania, Pa Antoso Prate Ligata, Revato Palia Casta, Prate Livele Cosopra Atania. Velios to Brante Manakashti Vani Ashteba Aliva Ate Pro Ostega Valiate Tenia Labatostebra Kelia Setania Pra Ate Vina Regani Aprosega Aliantevi Shetalia Lebreteli For the heavens is opened over you For the heavens is speaking and has come to shake things It is the season of shaking and the things that can't abide in our realm would fall off But I do not want you to fall off with them because I want you. I want you to be with me. So take up my will. Take up my will. Take it as your profession for that is the only thing that abides forever. For my will is ever living. My will is ever living. It is living. It is living. It springs from the eternal God and it comes even to the realm of the living that you may live. So that is the only thing that abides forever. So Take up the profession of doing my will, of living by my will, of abiding in my will. For my will is your life. My will is your life. For I have said, this is the old duty of man, to love God and to keep his commandments. And that is your purpose in life. That is all that is your purpose in life. And that is your duty. That is your duty. That is what it means to seek ye first the kingdom of God. It is to take up my will as your profession. For that is is my realm. That is how I want you to begin to live and that is how you begin to sound and appear even in my realm. That is how you begin to sound and call for me. It is by taking up my will. So you see Cecilia, Felishtaba for he that would follow Christ in this world will suffer. So guard up the loins of your mind. Guard up the loins of your heart. Guard up and count your cost and begin to take up my will. For it is the time. It is the time where I will heaven is begin to shake and lebata casualties casualties boy I want you not I do not want you to be part of the casualty I am speaking I am speaking from a place of mercy that you take up my will take up my will take up my will as your profession take it up take it up embrace it for I will yet help you I will yet help you for you are wondering how can I do this don't worry just think and look upon me. Just keep fixing your gaze on me. Keep seeking my will. Keep seeking my will for I will strengthen you. I have said those that wait upon me, they shall renew strength. I have come to renew your strength. I have come to help you that you take up my will. Take up this will. Take it with everything. Lay every other thing aside. Nothing else really matters. Nothing else matters for everything will pass away but my word, not one jot of my word will pass. For Lee Catania, my will is leaving. It is leaving. My will is leaving. And it liveth forever. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, let's have our seats. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Father. 
Glory to Jesus. Praise Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. We give you praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Our Lord, we honor you. Accept our hearts today. As you have said, Lord, there is mercy for us this morning. I pray, Father, to help us to key into that mercy this morning. We ask that you open up your doors to us and invite us in to fellowship with you because that's all that matters that our heart has a contact an experience with you our father our lord we thank you for the paths of life the paths of salvation where we find ourselves you can locate us lord in that path and you know what it takes to move us forward to bring us even to the end you have expected I pray Lord come and speak your language to our soul this morning I ask that heal deafness of the soul heal dumbness of the soul heal infirmity stiff nakedness and all kind of ailments Lord which we suffer from I pray as you have said send your your healing balm to your hyssop wash our heart bring purification I pray I ask Lord Jesus this mountain in the spirit Lord set let it be a ministry of burning even here in this mountain, I pray. Holy Spirit of the living God, I, I ask for help today. I ask for, I ask for your help. We don't want to sit ceremoniously. We ask you that you will elevate this meeting. Move it up into the spirit. Help us to find a place of feeding. Where, where we, our soul we fed that we pray. We covet, we ask, we desire, we press into the movement of the spirit into the demonstration of the spirit Amen. come and demonstrate the truth manifest the truth Amen. manifest make it manifest make it Amen. manifest to every heart thank you use words use the scriptures use your all your instrument in the spirit to bless our soul i pray i bring my heart under you lord my father i ask you break me make me broken, humble, meek, Lord, low enough in my heart to pick all your impulses, everything which you want to say to bless our soul. Help us, Father. Help my tongue. Help my heart. Put, rest your, your weight upon me. Put your own weight impress upon my heart. Lord, all that you want to say Thank you, our Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. <clears throat> In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Glory to God. Um, good morning to you. Please say good morning to someone. Praise God. Say, I'm happy to see you. Say, God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Uh, today is Daddy's birthday, right? So. celebrate him today. Um, thank you, Jesus. We celebrate the grace of God. Father, we thank you. Thank you for our Father, your Son, your servant, who you raised for us, who you sent to us, who you brought to us, as he said, from our future to to show the path, the path as he follows the Lord Jesus. Thank you for sending us an apostle in our own generation, in our own time. Lord, we celebrate him as a gift and we appreciate you, Father, for giving him to us. Our Father, we thank you for his life. Thank you for the, the ministry which is upon him. Thank you for the grace that's upon him. Thank you, Father, for quickening strength even in him, for upholding him. Thank you for keeping him. Thank you for keeping him as yours, even for us. We thank you, our Father. We celebrate him, Lord. We ask, O oh God, for all good things, Lord, for him. Amen. All of your heart's desire, all of your heart's all that is in you, Lord, for him. Lord, we pray, we ask, Father, that you bring them. Bring them to him. Bring them to him. Thank you. We give you all the thanks, Lord. We give you praise. We lift him up in the spirit. We raise him up in the spirit. We, we raise him up to you, our Father. We, we put him in your hands. Let him be safe in your hands. Continue to keep him. Continue to hold him. Continue to strengthen him. Thank you, our Father. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Okay, let's, let's open the Bible to uh, the book of Revelation, chapter... Revelation, chapter... Let's see chapter 12. Okay, let's see 13. 13 instead. Um, Revelation 13, if you're there, say amen. Amen. It says, I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, amen, amen. Um, having seven heads and ten horns and 
upon his horns, ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Praise God. He had seven, seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns, ten crowns, upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. Praise God, verse chapter 17. Amen. Um, it says there, there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me saying unto me, come hither and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that seated upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the, the wine of her fornication. So he carried me in the, away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having what seven heads and ten horns. Praise God. Let's see verse 7. See, and then the angel said unto me, Wherefore did thou marvel? I, I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her, that carrieth her, which had the seven heads and ten horns. And the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they shall dwell, they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. And here is the mind the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings, five are falling, and one is, and the other is not yet come, and when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Go, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said the, the seven heads um, are, are what? Seven what? There are, there are seven mountains upon which, on which the woman seated. Seven, seven mountains. Seven mountains. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Um, the, of course, this woman, let's see. Um, Glory to God. 
verse 18. Uh, it says, okay, verse 15 first. It says, and um, praise God. Praise Jesus. Okay, let's just read on from verse 10. Just trying to save time because. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen. One is and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was and is not even he is the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings. So the ten horn, the horns are kings, right? Uh, the, the heads are mountains. The verse 9 said, here is the mind which hath wisdom that the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And then verse 12 says, The ten horns which thou sawest are, are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings, one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. And these shall make war with the lamb. So they will, they will give their power and their strength unto the beast. And they will make war with the lamb. And the lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And they that are with him are called the chosen. The chosen and faithful. And he said unto me, The waters which thou sowest where they are seated are peoples. Okay. And multitudes. And what? Nations. And tongues. Glory to God. So those waters is referred to in verse 1. I will show thee, verse 1, unto thee the judgment of the great whore that seated upon many waters. Praise God. So the woman sits upon many waters. She also sits upon seven mountains. That's verse 9. Seven, here is the mind which had wisdom. Verse 9, praise God. The seven heads are seven mountains upon which the woman, what? Seateth. Glory to God. Verse 15. The waters which thou sowest where the horse seated are peoples. And multitudes and what? And nations and tongues. So if so the water is if the woman sits on the water, she sits on seven mountains and she sits on those waters. So it means that there's no you can't separate the waters from the mountains. That the, those waters are, they are actually 
there are mountainous waters. There are waters that the fountain from mountains. Amen. They, they do what? They are, they are not just flat rivers. Maybe you can trace them as rivers at some point. But when you, you, check, you check their source, when you check where they, are, where they are produced from, right, that you find that those waters are mountain products. They are, yes, they are the flow from mountains. And those mountains, he called them seven. There are seven mountains in total. Glory to God. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, this, this shall make, that hit the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. Verse 17, for God had put in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree, and give their kingdom unto the beast, unto the words, right, of God shall be what? Fulfilled. Praise God. And then the woman which thou sawest is that great city which does what? Which reigneth over the, the kings of the earth. It's that great city. Amen. So, so this is a woman. It's, it's talking about a city that is is a city, is the concept on the Bible um, about the, Jesus gave mention, made mention about it. He said a city that is set upon a, a hill, remember? He said a city that is set upon a hill cannot be, cannot be hid. That it's, you cannot hide a city. Right, that's, it was speaking concerning us. And he said, you are the light of the world, and then, then the city that is what? Set on a hill cannot be what? Cannot be hid. Praise God. Um, you see, in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, you saw that there's a, a city, the, the bride of the Lamb, was actually likened to a city coming down from where? Coming down from heaven, right? And he said that he carried me away in the spirit. Do you see? Um, chapter 20, <clears throat> 21, verse 10, verse 9, it says, There came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying come hither I will show thee the bride the lamb's wife and he carried me away where you see he carried me away in the spirit to where great mountain a great and a high mountain then he showed me that great city praise Jesus say that great city if you go to Revelation 17, verse 18, well, we just read, said that the woman which thou sawest, she is that great city which reigneth over what? The kings of the earth. So the, 
Um, this is verse 18, is the exact picture of chapter 21. Chapter 21 is a city that will reign over kings of the earth. Because how you know the kings of the earth is that the Bible says the kings of the earth will bring all their glory, let's see, into her. They shall bring the glory of the nations. Amen. Amen. Verse 24, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. It's still speaking about the city. Do you agree? Verse 21, verse 24. And then the kings of the earth do bring their glory and their what? Their honor into it. And the gates shall not be shut and all of that. So you're seeing um, the great city that is, that is really set above a mountain, upon a mountain. Praise God. That's the picture of chapter 21. And then you see the same picture. And to, to you see there are key things which we must see. Amen. Amen. We're, we're going to learn a bit from these things. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, one of the things they mention also in verse 10, it says, he carried me away in the spirit. If you check chapter 17, the same thing. To see the picture, verse 3 of chapter 17, he said that he did what? Carried me away in the spirit unto what? into the wilderness, and I saw what a woman. Do you see that? Another, a woman here in the spirit. Glory to God. A woman who is a city in the spirit, who is upon a mountain. In chapter 17, in chapter 21, the same thing. A woman who is, they call her the wife, the bride, right? Who is in this, you must go into the spirit to see her. But when you go into the spirit, she, to, you, to find her location, you must, there has to be an, an elevation. You must, be, you must be carried to a mountain. Do you see that? <laughs> you must be carried to a mountain to, to see. Let's see verse 17. Amen. Glory to God. Says he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me. The, but he didn't say he climbed the mountain. He just said that he carried me away to the mountain. And then when he got he got to the mountain and then showed me the great city. Are you seeing something? Um, the is is very clear that the the purpose of the mountain is to elevate the city, or not, maybe not elevate is the word, but the purpose of the mountain is to, is to make the city seen. That's the first thing. That was what Jesus taught about, is that a city that is set, praise Jesus, said you are the light of the world that a city that is set on where? On an hill cannot be hid. That hill is a, is a type of a mountain. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That when you, if you want to make a city 
visible, right? You must find a way to elevate the city, to, to set the city upon a hill. The higher you elevate the city, the more visible the city is. Glory to God. But we're talking about this kind of visibility is not ordinary kind of visibility. We're talking about visibility in the spirit. Do you, do you understand? Uh-huh. Jimmy's flowing with me. <laughs> That's an encouragement. At least one guy is flowing with me here. <laughs> Praise God. Um, so, so he's talking about um, visibility in the spirit. Right? In the spirit. For to to make a spiritual city visible, right? You, it has to, there has to be, there has to be a design for that, for a spiritual elevation, right, of that city, which is what we are seeing here. Glory to God. Um, one of the, the purpose, another thing you see, if you read, um, Amen. Amen. From uh, this Revelation 21, you see that um, I, verse 3 it says, I, I, I heard a great voice out of the heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall do what? Be, shall be with them, and he shall be what? their God. Praise Jesus. Um, so it's clear that the city is a kind of habitation. Right? The, the city which you see in chapter 21 and the city also which you see in chapter 17 as well um, is Praise God. Is also a place of habitation. Who, who inhabits the city of chapter 21, 17, sorry. Uh, who they call the, the peoples, right? The peoples, multitudes, and what? Peoples, multitude, and nations, and then what? And tongues. Glory to God. Peoples, multitudes nations and tongues. So these things mean something in the spirit. When you say peoples, it's not saying, it's not just, it's not just maybe physical counting of people. When you say peoples are peoples, peoples plural. Normally you say peoples, one is enough to just say people, many people, right? Do you understand that? Uh-huh. So you don't say peoples. It doesn't mean this is wrong. It's not wrong. This is correct English. <laughs> you understand? Because people, if you are counting human beings, there are many. You say those are people. People means more plural. Uh-huh. But so what they are saying here is not just plenty people. It's talking about um, there is a characteristic called people. Right, what, what makes a people is their common characteristic. Then when you say these are a people, the, when you say the Nigerian people, right? When you say the Canadian people, 
a people, what makes a people, according to scripture, is beyond just the numbers. He's talking about their characteristic inside of them. So when you say peoples, in plural, he's talking about different kinds of peoples. Right, it's that in their diversity, when you number people, these are a people, those are a people, those are a people, put them together, they are peoples, plural. You understand me? So then, then he said peoples, then multitude. Multitude is also another word that should be one. Well, that's a multitude. Because they are, you count them, there are many there, so you say they are a multitude, right? So, but he said multitudes with S. Um, so multitudes is, is actually different from people. Multitudes are like where you have people who are not a people. Who, have, who are not a people, they've not been able to come into peoplehood, but they are together. They are a multitude, right? They are, they've not found, they've not been able to break into that oneness of, of you know, um, characteristic that makes a people a people. So when you say these are a multitude, <clears throat> now not every nation is full of people. There are more nations on the earth now that are full of multitudes. Right, when you move into like Canada, it's not a nation of people. There's no, there are no people. There were people here before, but Europeans came and, yeah. and did their things and then began to import multitudes into the, the nation. Glory to Jesus. Uh, what the difference between people and multitudes is that the people have a common identity. Yeah. There's something common about them. A multitude are together. They do things together, but they don't have peoplehood. They have, they are multitudes. Are you seeing that? Glory to Jesus. Then you, you see multitudes, then you see nations, you see tongues. So different, so these are, it's very clear to you that those who, what they are is sitting upon are not um, many people in that sense. They, she, what she sits upon are characteristics which human beings have. Do you get there? Yeah. That's where she she takes her seat. So you find it means that there's something about the, these characteristics of peoples that can give seat to the woman. They can, they can constitute what? They can give what? They can give seat to her. What does it mean to seat? They can make her comfortable. They can make her balanced. They can, so it, it means that when you are able to, if you are able to go into like the characteristics of people, what makes them people, you will find inside those characteristics properties that create seat for this woman who is a kind of a city. Praise Jesus. Are you hearing me? Glory to God. Um, what is the meaning of that? Um, you see, let's, let's see. Um, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> um, you know, 
that the 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 earth is not meant to be a, a home. It's not meant to be a habitation for spirits. Do you know that? The earth is not meant to be a habitation for spirits. The earth is meant to be a habitation for men. God made the earth be a place where men should have their home, but what happened was spirits came here. Man lost his hold of the earth, right? And then spirits came and they saw that within humanity, in human life, or that is possible for them to, to build a habitation, a place, glory to Jesus. Are you understanding me now? It's like um, God, God's plan for the earth is not to, for the earth to carry a city. God has a plan. He has another, there's another world which has already been planned, right? It's, it's actually a different kind of world. It's, it looks very different from the present world. In fact, in the new world, it has heaven and earth, but it has no sea. Their characteristics about this, the future world. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Which God created, which is designed to carry for that, to have, to sponsor and to carry that city life. Do you get? Uh-huh. The city. So the city, what you call city, or not, let's just not use the word city, let's call it great city. Great city. The word, he said, that great city in Revelation 17, 21, he said, that great city, such kind of cities that should not exist in this, in the present. The earth wasn't designed really for that. Glory to Jesus. Because of um, the, the corruptible nature of the earth. Right, the earth has a corruptible nature, but um, the enemy came and said, "Okay, we can use man as the we can use men as we see inside the souls of men have the ability and have the capacity to carry such a thing." So he came and he found, "Oh, the men have the equipment, even though the present where God put the man." It's not the place where such a, a thing should be developed, right? That development should not occur here. Man was supposed to keep, keep growing, keep evolving, keep increasing. Man was supposed to develop into a point where he becomes, in this present world, he matures and becomes an entity of a future kind of world. Do you see that? where in that future kind of world, it will then, it will, it will then constitute, man himself will constitute the city. Do you see that? Uh -huh. Which 
God. It's an eternal, it's, an, it's a habitation for God, which God wants to dwell in. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So, um, this, but this plan of Satan is to um, let us, let's say, um, let us, let us not, let's take man and let us sort of activate him before the time. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Activate him before the, the, the time, before the world of his, before the world of his settlement comes. Right, because that's what the, the world to come is. The world to come is actually the world of settlement that God has designed. That's the place where God has designed to settle man. That, that's, that will be the final settlement of man. Even though God, even though God gave man a kind of rest in Eden, but it was a, it's, a, it's, a partial, it's a partial kind of rest which God gave to him. It's a garden of rest, but it's not, um, it's not, it wasn't supposed to be a rest from all works. Do you understand? It's not, it's not a kind of what? It wasn't supposed to be a rest from every work. It's a, it's a rest for the work of rest. There's, there are partic- there's a particular kind of work which must be done in a, from, from an atmosphere from a posture of rest. It's a specific kind of work which human, man was, was supposed to do. He was supposed to, to, because rest, the rest of the earth was supposed to be a doorway into the, the, the world of rest. Do you see that? It's supposed to be a, a what? A doorway into, into, the, into the world of rest. Uh, but Satan came and then said, okay, um, instead of, inst- instead of <laughs> allowing man to, to look for, have that ambition, that desire, that, that longing for his actual settlement, there's the there's actual settlement of man, which man ought to come into. He said, instead of man coming into that, let's, let's teach man something, that there's a way that you can settle in this current place, in this current world, in this current state. Do you see that? That's what, that's Satan. So everything he began to do since that time was about turning the earth into a settlement for man. To turn the earth. But how? You can't, in order to do that, you must first of all study man and check what is his design. What is it designed for? What is the design? You know, say that you, the things that he knew, the reason why he knew so much about God's plan was because of the way he came from heaven was actually a type of a school where God put a kind of a prototype, a sort of a prototype 
of the things which he is in his heart to do. Do you see that? So Lucifer, Satan, um, and he wasn't just an ordinary creature. He was a creature of, he, was, he, he, he came from the realm of mastery of the school of heaven, a place, a realm of mastery, glory to Jesus. He knew so much about the, he knew so much about the technology of rest, of resting, and he knew that that thing about rest, he can, when he sees a soul designed, a, a creature designed for resting, he can easily discern, he could easily tell what God was designing Adam and Eve for when he came to the garden and he saw them. For the enemy, the devil, the devil, the doer of evil, has painted lie, lies of rest, lies of rest. Said that you should labor, labor, and keep laboring that you would come into a rest, a rest that never comes true. For all he does is to wax your energy and use your energy for liste prate kelefontiase keliprate feloto praata lefota labor and labor and weary your soul. But I have come. I said, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have a leading, and I will give you rest. For you have even man has fallen from a level of rest that I placed them. But you ought to even, and you've taken up labors that was never given to you. You've taken up passions, desires, longings, and 
and chased and aced for things that was never committed to man. For all those things that men seek, I said, I know that you have need of them. But you see, I have told you that come unto me, for you have been labored and even laden with things I never gave you to go after. So lay them aside and come unto me and learn of me, for your rest is in your learning of me. It is in learning of me, and I will give you rest. Then when you come into my rest, there is much a higher rest I need to give you. There is a rest that you may abide even where I am. That is my rest. That is my rest. So I want to eave you up and bring you up to rest. So you ought to lay, lay aside every labor and everything that you've been laden with. That is not of me. That is not of my will. That is not my desire. That is not my commandment. That is not of me. For in my commandment, you will find rest. In my commandment, you will find rest. In my will is my rest. It is my rest. It is my rest for you. It is my rest for you. For even in my rest, you will begin to find my path. You will begin to find my feet. You will begin to find the work you ought to do that I've ordained for you to do that you may come into my rest. Says the Spirit of the Lord. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, Lucifer, um, praise God. Lucifer was an entity from the um, the most holy realm. Praise God in heaven. Uh, to put um, him, he was like, uh, um, he was, you know, the Bible says that was upon the mountain. Let's see Ezekiel, Ezekiel 28, glory to God. <clears throat> um, Ezekiel 28 verse 11 says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, that thou sealest up the psalm full of wisdom and what? And perfect in beauty. Since thou hast been in Eden, the word, the garden of God, and then every precious stone was thy word, covering the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald and the carbuncle and gold and workmanship of thy tablet and of thy pipes was upon prepared in thee in the day that thou was what thou was created now. For he said that precious stones were his covering, right? For him to be pre, for, to be covered with precious stones, it means that um, he he's, um, he's a, he's a, he was a man. Of, of, of a, of an elevated dwelling, right? It was an entity of an elevated place, a place um, above the. We know, of course, the mountain above the mountain. It says here. It says that was upon the what? Glory to Jesus. What verse is that? 14 says, 
thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Since I have said this so, since thou was upon where? Upon the holy mountain of God, and then thou walks up and down in the midst of the, of the stones of what? Of fire. Glory to God. Um, so if he's, has, he was covered with different kind of stone. It wasn't stones of fire. There are, there are stones of fire in the mountain. But he says that every precious, every precious stone was thy word covering. So he was covered with precious stone. So for him to be covered with precious stone, it means that he's higher than the, than the holy mountain in terms of his own kind of nature. Glory to Jesus. Um, one of the, the, the property of creatures who are able to ascend above, who are able to to take the mountain journey and go above the mountain and move into the realm beyond the mountain, um, what of, one of the, the, the property that they have is such entity are, are bearers of light. They are light, I mean, in themselves, they, are, they become lights themselves. Right, they have is is a light nature. They call Lucifer the when you say Lucifer, it's like a name for him, right? Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning, right? Lucifer means a bringer of dawn, right? Or you call it light bearer. Praise God, but it doesn't mean he's the only one who bears light. Where he's coming from, right? They were just speaking with respect to his ministry in the mountain, that he's actually one who bears light to the mountain. But that property of the bearing of light is something that's, it's, it's, not, it's not unique to Lucifer. It's something that you, can, you find with any being who is able to, who has a habitation, who has a dwelling above the mountain. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's a light that you become a, a kind of a luminary and an illuminator, even in the spirit, right? Um, that was what Jesus was teaching. You know, when he was saying to them, you are the light of the world. He was saying prophetically that. Um, he's not saying that you now are not light. Well, it's just taking, saying about what you should become. Right? Your destiny is what? To be the light. To be a light of the world. To be, to be the light the light of the world. And that, so it's clear that you are the light of the world and the city that is set. So it's not different, right, to, for you to be a light and for you to be part of a city that is what? That is set on a hill. Glory to Jesus. Like the, the Revelation 21 city was also, was what? Was a glorious city. And that city was a light. Amen. It says, um, having the glory of God, you see verse 21, um, having the glory of God and her light. Her light. So speaking of this city, um, praise Jesus. It says, so she has a light that is like unto what? A stone. Most 
precious. Even as a jasper stone clear as crystal. So you the same most precious kind. Another word for most precious. Most precious. Most precious means has all precious qualities. Right? That's all preciousness is there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Most precious. Praise God. A type of that kind of quality is what they call it. It's what about Lucifer. He said that every precious stone. What do you mean every precious stone? That it's possible that they, they listed some stones here. But these are not all the precious stones. But it's possible that if you take these stones, all the, it summarizes all the properties of preciousness distributed among all those stones. You understand? So the, the, those preciousness is, is a property that, that, that is required to be a, an inward luminary, right? A, a, a natural luminary, a light-bearing kind of entity. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So this, this person here, Lucifer, if we look at um, verse, verse 12, let's read verse 12 again. It says, Ezekiel 28, it says, Son of man, take up a what? A lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou does what thou sealest up what? The psalm, and them thou art what? Full of what? Wisdom, and then what? And perfect in beauty. Amen. Amen. Now, the, the peculiarity of, um, you see, his nature here, this his nature is, um, which is also the precious nature, or the, what we call the most precious nature, which has his own spectrum, right? From once you move above the mountain in the spirit, there is a, a whole, there's a spectrum of natures in the spirit. Glory to God that are luminaries after different kinds and after different qualities. Glory to God. It's, it's very clear that the purpose of the mountain of God is for some kind of a fashioning, for some kind of purification to produce preciousness. That preciousness is called, it's an inherent quality. If you check all these stones, what makes them precious is when you go into their molecular formation, the way their kind of bonds and the kind of molecular configuration which they have. That when you read it like that, you won't see too much. You just see formula for, for um, you know, molecules and all of that. Glory to God. But when you look at the, the property, it has a light bearing kind of nature to it. But it's hard to trace that to that formation. You have to study very, very deeply to see it. Glory to Jesus. Um, so it is, uh, when you're ascending, the ascension in the spirit is for the purpose of, um, is for the, is to arrange the soul for the bearing of light is to make the soul what to fashion the soul to arrange the soul to 
is to shift the molecular arrangement, molecular formula of your soul to, to move you into a kind of a germ in the spirit. Amen. Praise Jesus that can bear setting quality of light. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? That can do what? That can bear, what is the meaning of bearing light? It means you can handle light. Do you see that? The ability to handle light. Do you, do you believe that precious stones are, are bearing, light bearing stones? Yes, you agree with that? Yes, they are different from rocks. Yes. They are different from like your gravel, your granite, all of those stones. You can't shine light on the gravel. It will also opaqueness. It's nothing, it doesn't even know what, why are you shining light on me? I don't, what's my business with light? That's not my molecular, that's not, I'm not designed for light. But when you take a diamond and you shine light to a diamond, right, a diamond is, is different. It's not, even, it's not like a glass. A diamond doesn't, light doesn't just pass through a diamond. When you shine light, the diamond will catch the light. It will, it will catch, to hold the light. It won't just go through, then it will take the light and direct it according to its inward design. It will. It's, that's what refraction in physics, right? It's, it will, means that uh, those stones, they will catch light and they can push the light and you can use the light for, to, to, they can change its direction. They can, so it means they are actually bearers of light. They are administrators of light. Glory to Jesus. Those are higher kind of stones, praise God, in the spirit um, now, this business of, of, of fashioning souls, shifting souls, changing molecular formation of souls in different order to, for the order of carrying specific light, that's a very, very high profession in the spirit. It's one of the most difficult things to do. It's very difficult to shift the, the, the formation, the molecular formation of his soul for the purpose of carrying a certain kind of life. It, it takes a certain kind of, of spirits who have gained certain kind of aptitude, knowledge, ability to do such things. And Lucifer was one of such. Where the world where he came from, that's the kind of attitude. It's their... It's almost like their craft, right? They, they have, in the most holy, they have craft in light. They have what? They have what? They have craft. They have, this, if you can call it light craft, what to do. They know how to handle light. They know, don't know how to handle light. They know the, the science of light. They know, they know how to push light, how to move light how to give light, how to make light travel. They know how to also develop, raise culture, fashion, light-bearing bodies, light-bearing entities. It actually is a profession of the most holy place or is a profession of the, the realm above the, the mountain of God. Amen. Praise Jesus. So this... This entity, so when you come and you're, we know we're just here, Christians in this world, we don't know, know what this world is. But um, this, this world is, um, is a place where 
um, there are, there's a vested interest of, of highly specialized, skilled entities, spiritual entities, who they are here in the, in the world, of course, and um, it, it is, men are, human beings, when you look at human beings in the world, human beings are like raw materials to them, to, to spirits. Human beings are raw material. Human beings are, are entities, creatures of God, filled with potential. What, are, what kind of potential? We have light-bearing potential. P-persons. We have what? Light. That's what makes every human being unique. That's why Satan can never walk past a person and not notice. That's why he can't just... He can't just... No matter how... You know, some souls are worthless. You feel... What are you, you know, some people that you write off, like, what's even... This? Maybe when you go to the lowest country in the world, the person shining shoe in one little corner, who is of no significance. So, you know what I mean? To anybody, nobody in this whole society cares about them. If they live or die, nobody knows. Nobody cares. There are people who are like that, and no one cares about them. The nation doesn't care. The government doesn't even know that that person exists. There are people like that in the world, in the lowest places of the earth. Such a person, Satan cannot walk by them without noticing. There is no soul that is outside his visage, his net. It means that that person, who, no matter how significant they are, they are, insi- they are insignificant to you. But when you get into them and check their soul, you find that, that all kinds of spirits have been at work and paying attention to such soul. They know the value because every human being has light word bearing, have light bearing potential. Glory to Jesus. I said glory to God. So, men, um, um, men are, um, thank you, Father. Men, um, we are, we don't know the kind of danger that we are in, you understand, in terms of the interest in what what you will become. And there's a way that the world has, Satan has done it in the world that let men be not sensitive to what they are becoming. Let's be sensitive to what we are doing. Right, let's be sensitive. Let's be sensitive to everything but what we are becoming. Right, let's, let, um, in fact, let's, let man be, let him, let man see himself as a commodity, as like something to be spent. You know what I mean? That sense of, ah, spend your life or do something. Make sure you finish life before you leave this life. Make sure you have, you have spent everything. Make sure you have, there's, on, your, on, your, on your deathbed, make sure there's nothing left. You know that, have you heard that kind of thing before? People say such things. It's like, a, it's like a motivational kind of, you know, thing. Thank you. Thank you. 
I want to raise my man. I want to raise my man. I want to raise my man. My man, my own man, who can bear my light, who can bear my light, for I am God and I am light, and I want to see my light in men. I want to raise men that can carry my light, that can bear my light. This, this is so sexy, for the earth, the heavens is to bless the earth, and the earth, the blessing of the earth is the light that comes from heaven. So man ought to bear my light. Man, 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 bear my light, my light, my light, my light, my light, my light is the maker of man. It is the maker of man. My light is the maker of man. Le ketofa, eseta, la sipra, in him was life, and that light is the light of men. That is the light. That is the light that men ought to live by. That is the light that men ought to walk by. But you see, men have gotten another light, which is darkness. Which is darkness. It is also a light, but it is not my light. It is not my light. Man, come up to my light. I am giving and bringing light. I have made the heavens for to give light to men. So turn to my light. Turn to my light. I bring you light for to raise my man. My man. I want to raise my man that my light may be in him and govern his life, says the Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Father. Um, so you might wonder, okay, what well, this light thing, why, why is it even, why should I be concerned about light? Um, <laughs> um, praise God. Light of, um, the reason is because you can't separate light from life. Right, you can't, um, you cannot separate um, light Every living thing lives according to light. Your soul is designed that way. It's too late. You can't change your design. There's nothing you can do. You are actually, you are, you are made to live. Right? The soul is like a, it's something that you cannot take away from the soul. This, the, soul the soul's need for life. Everything. The soul needs to live. The soul needs to live. The soul needs to have life. The lifelessness is torment for the soul. Life, what did I say? Lifelessness. 
lifelessness is what? Lifelessness is, is torment for the soul. The soul, when you think of what is, you try a picture not having life, you might see that maybe you would just be lying there somewhere. That uh, I won't have life. I won't have God's life, so, so I, I won't be. Maybe you feel God give me your life so that when I'm around you, I'll be awake and I can, I can interact with you. I don't want to just be sleeping when you're dead. That's the sense, but that's just a partial sense. That's not the, the, the full sense of what life is to, to the soul. When the, uh, not having life is suffering. Is, uh, you understand what I mean? Like uh, the state of death, death is not, not existing, sleeping. That's not, that's, it, death manifests as sleeping because of the departure. You get? When you say the body is dead, it's not really that the body. It's not really, it's not really just. You can't define death relative to one thing. You can't say one thing is dead. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't mean anything. The word death cannot apply. The death is a relative term. Absolutely, always, always. You say this thing is dead, I ask you, what is it dead to? Dead to what? Death has no meaning just in terms of, you can't say once something is dead. If someone falls now and dies, and you say they are dead, why they are dead is because there has been separation between their spirit and their soul. It left the body. So the body fell. It's not really that the body, you understand? You say, okay, no, but the body died. He actually injured the guy. They cut the head off. (laughs) The reason why the person fell when you cut the head is because the spirit and the soul will not, can't stay in the house. It's like you are living in the house and they took off the roof. Will you stay there? You won't stay the moment the body can no longer do its thing, the, the soul and the spirit will go away. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know they say, no, 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 it's the it's the heart, is the biology, the heart stop beating. Okay, why did it stop beating? You understand what I, who decides what I make for the heart to beat? <laughs> you understand what I mean? It's because it's the presence of a spiritual entity that wants to live in the house. That through when it's inside the house, it discharges things that makes the house work. Right? It's there's a, there's a signal that comes from your soul into your, your 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 organs that makes them. When you are inside there, the body senses the presence of your soul and your spirit, so it functions. Nothing has the power to beat a human heart than the presence of the soul and the spirit. Once soul and spirit depart, what will happen? The heart, the power of beating heart is put inside the presence of that. The moment the soul and spirit leaves, there's nothing to, to tick the heart, to make the heart keep pumping. The, the heart pumps with respect to the presence of, you get what I'm saying? Glory to Jesus. Amen. Right. Do you, understand, do you believe what I'm trying to say? Yes. Praise God. So that thing called death. When we now say, okay, let's leave the body. Let's look at the soul. The soul itself can die. Right. The soul itself can what? That soul itself by itself can die. 
You now say, okay, how can the soul die? What constitutes life to the soul? It means that life is 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 a is a is a, is, a, is, a, is something that comes from God. Right? Life is actually what is in God. Right? What is inside God is what you call life. What is in God is what you call what life. What you call what you call life really is spiritually defined. It's something that you only find in God. Right? So death just means measures of absence of God's life. When you move God's life away, death has set in this state of not having God's life is what you call death. Right? So the soul is meant to have God's life. And God made, made the soul. God made the soul. This is the scary part. <laughs> God made the soul eternal. God actually brought out his own kind of thing. Right? God made the soul that soul and then the spirit of a man is eternal in, in nature. By eternal, I mean in terms of its, um, its own con- its continuity. Right? It, uh, that's what, it, that one you say, God made man in his image first, then after his likeness. You see that image part? It's not really the image. It's not uh, the likeness. Is really the image in terms of what we call image from the Bible. But that first one called image in the Hebrew. You know when they say image in the New Testament, or when they say image, 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 right? Beholding as in the glass, the glory of God transformed to the same image from glory to glory. Those image, image, which you have to become conformed to the image of the Son. All of those words used in the New Testament as image, when you check the actual meaning, it translates to likeness. So is the word is that after his likeness in Genesis, the actual that word is actually after his image. So is man, is man should be pursuing God's that image. But there's that first image that which God made man in. His image. He's talking about where did God cut man from? Right, where did he cut him out from? God cut man out of his eternal fabric. There's no other place. It wasn't a happier from nowhere, but he actually cut him out from his eternal fabric. Let's let's spin out a fabric from ourselves. Do you understand what I mean? And when God brought that man out, that man will continue like that, but he can continue in any state, different kind of state. And one thing that God designed is that that soul, you know what I'm describing is not some esoteric something. It's not far away. I'm describing, what I'm describing is here. It's just here, like what is you. Everything I'm talking about is not some far away something. It's inside this guy. It's inside here. I'm just describing it. You can Science cannot, they can't tell you about it. They will look at your body, all of that. They don't know anything about who is inside the person. Only the Bible can explain 
all of those things. Praise God. And so, this, this man who is seated, this, this person who is seated, was made to, was made to have, to have life. Every person, you came with life from God. When your, your dad and your mom came together, the, the conception happened and all of that, then you were like a cell or something, right? That was fertilized. <laughs> that then began to multiply all of those things. He kept multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. God was watching it until one day God brought you out from himself with life in you. Do you understand? With life in what? In you. And then he sent you, you entered inside that cell and whatever. And then at some point, heartbeat started. Right? Because of that, that presence of that Thing that God has sent, it's, it's, that's when it became a person. And then it began to manage, the, the body began to form from that little thing into a person. Do you understand what I mean? So, so it means, so the, the life is not the, the cells. The life came from, the, it's a spirit, spiritual. You came from God. You, at some, some point, you entered into your mother's womb, into your body that was being formed in your mother's womb. Do you understand? Uh, so, you, there was, uh, those of you sitting down here, you have never had any point of existence without a measure of God's life. Yes. You are in God with life in him, right? And that life is like a light, right? That was what John chapter 1 was saying, right? That in him was life, the life was the light of, he lighted every man that cometh into the world. You understand? Glory to Jesus. So you, you have not, so you have not, nobody here has tasted not having God's life before. No, nobody here has tasted that. So you don't have a frame of reference to know what that is like. I mean, God's life departing from you. From you. God's life not being there, rejecting you, just, it's just moving away from the soul. We don't, you don't understand the, 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 the feeling of such a kind of existence. It is not good at all. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that, that place um, is, um, is a, is like a, Um, is a place that Satan has been in and he knows very well. Right? It's a place that he has been in that he knows very well. But he has not fully experienced the 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 kind of, he, he has not fully experienced the full the torment of that state yet. Because he's a, he can, he still has the ability 
to to ride upon entities with life in them. He has the ability to do what? Yes. And he still has the, that place of posture, positioning of, um, of places where God has, where God has kept uh-huh, the, the presence of life or, or raw, life raw material. Do you see that? So um, that's why he holds on to it. Yeah, he holds on to it. He holds on to that's why he holds on to onto man. Praise God. Because of his holding on to man, he's able to sustain his um, what do I call it? Is able to sustain the full uh, that state of that is a torture. Is mm-hmm. able to sustain that that state of torture. So he's attracted to life. He has an attraction. Anywhere life is, he just quickly comes around there. And, he stay, and that, is his, that is his staying ability. Right? His ability to, to do what? To, to hang around entities that have life in them. But they are, he can ha, he, he, the problem with him is that he is a, he is a life pit. Right, he is a he is moving destruction. Right, he's he's like, um, praise God. He's like, he's he's a moving what destruction. Not just him, all those who are like him, who he taught his way, or what did he teach? He taught them the, the reject the rejection of God's life. Is God raised the angel, put some kind of life in them, they rejected it. Glory to God, and uh, so then they, they, glory to God. Hallelujah. They rejected it, then they came down. The, the most little ones who don't have level, those ones, they don't mind, they can even try and live inside the person. Those are demons. Right, after a while, Jesus went to cast them. I said, where shall we go? He said, please, I won't even go into a pig. Just, I will manage pig. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, because pig has life, not spiritual life. They have soul life. It's also a type. God made different types of life. Do you agree? Yeah. That's, it's, it's the type of soul life. That's there. They say we can manage that one. Let's just even go into there. So now, how wretched must a spirit be for you to be begging to go into a pig? 
do you understand now? Are you seeing those kind of out, that kind of entity? That's why they are preaching the gospel to you. Yeah, to save men from eternal wretchedness and emptiness. Glory to God. So, so it means that just that tiny pig thing that God made, even the life of the body of the pig, they can manage it a little bit. They just stay there. So, praise God. And you know Satan, he likes that kind of thing too much too. He also wants to train men to not live, the, to reject the life in their soul and live bodily. Right, to, to morph an outward kind of existence that doesn't tap into a flow, a spiritual flow from the depths of life that is in God. It does that so that while you are doing that, it can be expiring the, your life from the inside. But because a lot of times it might not to show, because when you are in the body, you are busy with the, with the flesh, right? You are, you, are, you are drinking the life of the flesh, but when nakedness shows up is when the flesh falls and all you are left is your spirit and your soul. By that time, there's nothing to fall back on. That's why when you go to heaven, souls cry in heaven. There are souls who are there who are, who are crying there. They are, they are crying because the, the, the emptiness, the nakedness of their soul, because they don't, they don't have too much life. Maybe their life is very little in their soul. They don't have too much life, but the moment you drop this outward thing, right, you, uh, you, you, you come into, there's so much, well, when you are here, like in the body, one thing that the body does is that it helps you to touch, to touch others. There's something about the earth and this body. It makes life fluid, in a sense. What do I mean, what do I mean by that? That if, if you, you are low on life, you come and stay with me for some hours. You can drink me. Yes, then you feel a little bit full. Yes, and you go home, you feel a little better. You, you understand? You can just hang around other people. You drink some things. Do you understand? Because of that's one, one thing that the body gives to you. The body, one of the reasons for the, for the design of the body is actually a body can allow spiritual life to flow. From Percy, you understand, when we're just talking, we're talking conversation, our minds are interacting through interaction of mind, sharing of thought, through my vocal expression, through my mannerisms, through my, my just my person. Yes, I can use my, myself, my person, to share some life with you. And you can drink some of it inside yourself and you take it back. So we share those things. That's, one, that's why human beings, that thing about community, is a natural instinct to men to want to, to have community. When a person's life inside is getting very low, they begin to want others. You begin to want you know, other people. You begin to want community and try people who you feel can, you can drink a little bit from. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise God. But when you are... You don't have a body, and that's why we shouldn't run to heaven too quickly. 
Because heaven is a, in heaven, it's a different place. Heaven, you can be so wretched in a spot, and people are around you can be full of so much life, but you don't have the material to the way of, do you understand what I mean? To, that's what the body, that's why it's a, the reason for your body is to trap life, is to get life, is to get life into your soul. That's what the body, life in the, on the earth, time on the earth is meant for. Is to, to do what? Is to, is to trap life. Fecatalia la posta palia mate fata, Pracatalia, Fepulsotali, Fepatani, Pra atali, Pa atali, Efeca matali, Cacota mati, Cati party, Party pata, Party calia, Fella macatosu, Palia la costa, Precata, Fepata, Catato, Palica, Precatoso porte, Cati, Cati, Cali, Cata pata, Keep your body, treasure your body, for ye so sali preate velagoshte banda for you see even fallen spirits they carry a light that they long to express in the body that is why they bring their thoughts they bring their meditation they bring their entity and their light to you that they want to see it expressed on earth for they know that legate as the kalosto braati eliva legotoshta for they want you to walk them out in the on this earth they want you to possess them to embody them for you can see leboshta for this body was even given to you that you may walk and show the life of God that the life of God will be expressed here so you ought to Give the more earnest it to guard in your thoughts, to guard in your mind, to guard in everything and yield in your vessels. Yield your vessels to the Lord. Yield your vessels to the Lord. For your leprostega, for dagate, for you present your bodies a living sacrifice by receiving of me, by receiving of me, by receiving of my life. For you lekoshta, lebre. every day you wake up is a day to draw nearer and closer to me. It's a day to long and to serve me more. For leprosta, it's a way of trapping my life. For without the body, without the body, if you come not into the fullness of my life in this body, then leposta, you have to come into the fullness of life, even in the days of your flesh. For it is by the body that you can inherit. It is by the reason of use of the body according to my will that you will inherit life, that you will inherit life. And it is all 
also the same way you can inherit that. It is by the body. It is by the using of the body to align to the will of the Most High that you would inherit life. So use your body. Be wise. Keep your body. Keep your body as long as my breath is still in your nostrils. It is for the you doing of my will. And it is for the falling in love with me. Use your body all for me. All for me. All for me. All for me. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. I'll just I'll just teach. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Because we don't have too much of time, so um, Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so when God made man, God was God made a say, He made two things. If you read out Genesis, right, chapter one, He made man two things that He said. First, in His image. Then, secondly, after His likeness, He made him in His image. After His what? After His likeness. If I want to explain that. They're just, just common English term. It's like God made man. God made man as a container for his content. Right. He, he made man, or I can say God made man to be his type of container to receive his content. Do you see that? He made man in his image after his likeness. Right? In our image, after our likeness. He made him in our image, after our likeness. So to, to the image is the, the kind of material. That's the image, the kind of materiality that God made. Angels are not like that. Man is, is special in this regard. Yeah, that is the, the material, the, you understand, that he made, God made you, you as a material that can, that eventually you should be able to receive his likeness. What is the likeness? The likeness is, likeness is that inward content, is the content, is actually the life that is in God, that God wants to pour into, into a man. Right, life. Um, 
what is life um, is the picture of life in the Bible, where we just read. We started from Revelation. The, 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 the best picture of life, maybe the, the most rounded picture of life is a city. Right? The, the most wholesome picture of life is like is a city. Because a city has characteristics that demonstrate the diverse and various aspects and attributes. You get what I mean? Of, so you see those things they mention, the people, tongue, nation. How If you want people, tongue, nation, tribe, all of those guys to find expression, put them in a city and watch them. Watch them. What you see, when you see them in the city, you see there are people who begin to find the things that they are doing in the city. It begins to find expression. You see what a city is? The city. A city. So when they say city, it's not just life. That is in terms of its, its prototype, its nature. It's talking about life in expression. Right? That's why that's the picture of the end. It's actually, that city is... It's not, not just in expression. It's talking about full expression because, because God's life will have expressions. In fact, even in the present, there is a, a, an aspect of his life that can have expression even in the present world entirely. But it will not be a, you cannot have God's life as a city. The expression as the city, the full expression of eternal life will not happen in this. This world can't take it. If you try and bring it here, this world will disappear. It must go away. Another kind of, of a world that can handle the expression of that life will have to come. Praise Jesus. You, you understand? So that's city life. So when you say that city that city kind of state of expression of life is very, very, is, is something else. It's not, it is, it is an end. It's an end. It's the, it's the, it means the life has gotten to its full potential when it becomes a city. It's, fun, it's fully functional. Everything about it is working. You get in a city is things are working in a city. Like you can just use the natural to explain it. What makes a city different from a town, for example, or a village? It's different. City is like city is the best, right? If you want to check, you want to check how far the civilization gone. Go to their cities. You might not find the full expression in their villages or in their town. But when you find their city, the word city means design. A city means all the technologies is at, is at play, is working, is being demonstrated. In a village, maybe they are drinking water from a pond or water from a river or something, but in the city, the water flows inside the house. There are lines under the city carrying, distributing the water to everything. There are all kinds of things going on. There's garbage disposal going on. There is waste disposal going on. There is, you know, what else do you do? What do you say? Transportation is there. The bus system is there. Everything the city should have, everything about the life, the civilization. Check, if you want to check where is the best technology of a civilization in expression, go to their cities. 
You see, all the work that the research guys have been doing, yeah. all the devices, yeah. all the technologies, go to the city, they are there, they are functioning. They are fully functioning in the city. So that's the meaning of a city. When, when, to, when a city is built, it is the, is the it's, you understand what I mean? That's why God wants people to be careful. So Lucifer is like a, is a rebel, is a wicked, fallen entity, is a destroyed entity, right? Who, who took the, 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 the gifts that God gave to him? He rubbished it, he defiled it, he spoiled it, he rejected it. You understand what I mean? He's a, he's a, glory to God. Amen. Satan is, he's a, he's a rebel. He's, a, he's like the, he's the opposite of everything that God stands for in his nature. You get what I'm saying? So, so when he comes to man, his end goal for man is to, institute, he wants to build the, he wants to, to also, he wants man to carry the same sickness, the same plague that he has, that, that destruction of he has. He, he doesn't want just destruction to be there just a little bit. He wants man to own it. He, he wants it to come to full expression. He wants, he wants man to be a city on a hill too. Right, he wants the Satan, he wants the full expression of that thing. Do you understand what I mean? There's a, there's a seed in him. The seed in him is that is a seed of is a hatred against God, is an enmity against God. So how 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 do you fight somebody who you hate like to that point? Go to his best project and try and make turn the project around and make that project the opposite. Of what, of what it's supposed to be. Hey, hey. How many of you know you are God's project? Yeah, you are God's project. That's a, it's just it's not because there's too much, because you are too nice or something. It's just, it's just His benevolence. It's just it's His decision. It's, it's just He has nothing to do with you. He has nothing to do with whether are you good, are you bad, are you. It's just God just choose. You know, what is man that thou mindful of him? Man is nothing actually. The son of man that thou visitest him. You made him a little lower than the angels and all of that. It's just the mercy of God, just the love of God that he set his eyes upon man and, and he made a decision. You know, he, has, he saw man before, before he decided, he said, let us now make man. That decision came out of love in his heart. Glory to God. We are the, man is like the apple of his eyes that he, he watches over man that his eyes will not go away. Glory to God. But you have to be careful because you have an adversary. It called, the Bible calls him, the, it says your adversary, the devil. He goeth about like a what? A roaring lion, seeking for what? He <laughs> may devour. So he's, a, he's walking about, seeking whom he may devour. He's a devourer. What does he devour? He devours souls. Life. You know, to devour a thing. He doesn't take it and use it. He doesn't have use for God's life. But he wastes it is to, 
is to devour life. He just makes sure that life should not be there anymore. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise God. But when you see this devourer, I know he's, he's a roaring lion. This is an aspect of him. But he's not just rash like that. He has, he's skilled. He's not, you know, that's the worst kind of enemy. The kind of enemy who doesn't think, who's just angry, is better. It's easier to deal with than the kind, this one. That Ezekiel 28 was describing, they had to make the son of man take up a lamentation about him. Without that lamentation, you can easily mistake and say that, ah, devil, you know, you're under my feet, I match you, I match your head and all of that. Without knowing that what kind of a being he is. Glory to God. You see, a person would just be on the earth living their life, doing their things, but you don't know that this kind of a person is, is bent. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't, he's going around constantly with his, with his thinking cap, meditating on how to do what, exploit the soul to take life away from the soul. Because the man who he wants to take life from, he said the thief commit not but to steal, to kill, and then to destroy. Glory to God. But that man who he wants to destroy, that one doesn't even know. He doesn't even have any concept of life in his soul. To him, life means I'm breathing, and I can walk and get money and buy things. Are you understand? Imagine that kind of a thing. Imagine being, men being in such a danger eternally, but not, not even knowing. That's why they say be sober, be vigilant. Don't just only be sober, you must be sober, and you must also be what? You have to be, to be vigilant. Now, so what, to make it, first of all, sobriety causes vigilance, right? You can't be vigilant if you're not sober. So you have to be sober first, then you, when you are sober enough, then it soberness produces vigilance. Vigilance means, vigilance is not just that you see, it's just that you, are, you don't sleep. You are awake when others are sleeping. Someone who is a vigilante doesn't sleep. He just stays awake. He's, he's watching. Because we know that this guy goes about like a roaring lion. Okay, when is he going to come around my side? Is he here right now? Has he been here? Has he been sleeping in my house? Has he been staying around me? Where is he? Has he been hiding somewhere? What has he been doing? What are, are there works which he has which I don't really know about, which I need to discover, which I need to come into a revelation concerning? Am I in business with him? Am I, am I in contract with him? Are we, been, are we been doing business together? Do you understand what I mean? Now, what of my things does he have? Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what it means to be vigilant. Do you understand what I mean? <clears throat> so that vigilance in the spirit, to be vigilant against your adversary, you can't do it if he's this kind of person, Ezekiel 28. You can't do that in ignorance. You can't just be anyhow kind of Christian. Praise the Lord, oh, single, single, and then you go and sleep. Oh, I came for a meeting today. Did you go? Ah, I was there. You dance and go home. That's not vigilance. Right, just being around, meeting, hearing what all of this, that's not vigilant. That's not, you can be doing all that and 
And this entity can be living inside, not in your house, inside your heart, and is doing his rotting, his destruction. It can be, you can be coming to meeting, going to program everything, and he's stealing from you. And you know, at what rate? Maybe he doesn't, he's not using shovel. Maybe he's using caterpillar to, to get things out. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you understand what I mean? <laughs> a rate of dying can be fast, even when you're around. Imagine Judas being with Jesus. Right? Just he was walking around with Jesus constantly. And what was happening? There was, Satan was using the excavator. To imagine how much, what did they have to remove from Judas for him to sell Jesus? To sell Jesus is not easy. Maybe go and bring the greatest atheists of that their time. Who's, who hates anything God? It would be hard to sell Jesus. To sell Jesus is not an easy thing. Huh? That's why when they found Judas, it was a gem. You can do it. They would have even trusted him first of all. Are you sure you can do it? I mean, they'll feel he will fail at the last minute. But Satan made sure that he won't fail. And when Jesus looked at his eye, he knew you will not fail. So what you do, do it quickly. You have been prepared, you have been raised. When, when Jesus looked at Judas, he saw that guy, this guy, has, he's, he's gone. There's nothing inside him. It means that on the point day of, you know some guys can have a rethink. On the day when it's finally, finally time to go and kiss him, they will just break down and start crying. What have I done? It means that maybe there's still some life inside them that will talk to them and say, hey, you want to sell this kind of man? But they must have removed things from Inside. So, so, so how many meetings did Judas attend? How many, how many sermons? You think he wasn't there, Sermon on the Mount, all, the, all those teachings, Matthew chapter, when Jesus was there, expounding the kingdom, tearing the kingdom, opening up access, entrance into the kingdom, the, the, the doctrines. And Jesus was teaching all those things, and he was there in, that kind of, in all those meetings, just nodding his head, what was happening. But as he was nodding his head, they are excavating things from inside of him. Jesus is not to stay around Jesus, the, the force of his life. You understand what I mean by force of his life? When you, when, when Jesus, sinners come around him and they stop sinning, he doesn't tell them, hey, you are, <laughs> why are you doing all kinds of things? I heard you, I saw you. You know, you feel like Jesus always gets word of knowledge. I saw the secret you did last night. I knew where you went to. Why were you in that? No, Jesus is not like that. He didn't, when he saw him use that kind of thing, it was just maybe that one at the well. You know, that was just a, a special kind of dealing. You know, he didn't, even, he didn't even expose her too much. He just said that your husband, who, he asked her question. Then, then she was, he said, look, the one, even the one you are living with right now, that one, you know, he just exposed a little bit. But that was not his constant nature to do that. But when, when you come around him, there's something about the, the path. It, it, was, it, was too, it was too clear. Apart from those who God have blinded them and allowed them 
to not know that he is the Messiah, which is most of the Jews, many of them. You understand? Most, most of the Jews did not know. A lot of them didn't know that Jesus was, because God had to put blindness on their eyes. But there are some that God allowed not to be blind, so they can kill him. You know those who killed Jesus, it's not because they didn't know. You know that, right? Those, it's not because they didn't know. The ones who actually killed him. <laughs> you, you can't kill Jesus if you don't know who he is. Yes, now. Those Pharisees were not ordinary. Those Pharisees are signed packed with the devil. Many of them. The Pharisees were not ignorant concerning Jesus. And so, also, Judas was not ignorant concerning Jesus. It's clear Judas knew who he was. And he still did what? He still sold him. That's a sign of not having life. A sign that you, you lack life. Because when you have life, life speaks to you. One of the things that life does is it constrains you. That's, what, that's a sign of life. You, that's why you can't tell someone who has life by what they say. Oh, this, I believe that, this one, now they can share, open all the revelation. But that, all those revelations can't stop them from doing bad things. How you know if they have life is when, if they want to do something that's wrong, can life stop them? Do you understand? That is how you know that, aha. That's where life manifests, restrain from doing evil. Because life is a program. The program we say, this is not our, we are not formatted in this manner. You, if you actually do that thing, you are rejecting your format. You are, the life is forceful on the inside. You, life, can, life can constrain you. Life can stop you. So a sign of a person that has been really stolen from, from his ability to do bad things easily. You, they just do bad things. Ah, why didn't you consider all these things? It's because the reason why they considered it, but they didn't have the ability to not do it because they didn't have the program to resist that kind of thing. Do you think Judas didn't know what he was doing? <laughs> but after, after killing Jesus, he went sorrow. The Bible didn't say he didn't repent. He just, the only reason why he killed himself is because he has already, after you've killed Jesus, what is there else to do? After a while, life became meaningless. What else? There's nothing here again. I've finished, I've, I've finished my, I've run my race, I have finished my course. There's nothing else in life. Do you agree with me? You've sold Jesus, is there anything else you can do? So, so why did he go and end his life? It's because he must have checked and seen there's nothing in this earth anymore for me. Nothing here. So he went and he, he just he killed him himself because of death. He has been destroyed on the inside. Praise God. So to deal with an adversary of this manner, this kind of adversary, you can't just be ignorant. You must also you must have a lot of insight into his way, his mode 
of how, how does he steal? How does he kill? How does he destroy? You must have skill. You must have details. You must know the way. Not just Bible verse. I mean, you should know. You should know how. You should know. Let's you leave this place right now. You should know later today when he wants to steal from you. You understand? You have to know. You must know. You must be reason for all the teaching. And it's for you so that in, you will know. You will know that this is a moment of stealing right now. He's about to steal something from me. You should be able to know. The reason for, for precept is to awaken you. It's for vigilance. It's to make you, make you vigilant to, you understand what I mean? When someone who is not vigilant is someone who just, <laughs> just go out, just live anyhow, absent-mindlessness of existence. Do you understand what I mean? And then the enemy is doing his thing. Nothing is stopping him. You understand? It takes... Uh, when you are vigilant, he knows. He knows when you start becoming vigilant. He knows because you, are, you begin to see his... Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. This is how you steal, eh? You know what I mean? There are some... There are some some meditation, some thoughts that are instrument of excavation. You know, that anytime you think this thing, you can't think this thought without something leaving your soul. They are instrument of, of taking life, of, of shifting life out of your person. So you must, the only way to save you from such things is that you must become vigilant to such thought, such line of thinking. There should be a, a kind of vigilance. It should be an anger when such a thing is about to come. No, 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 this is not, I'm not losing, I'm not giving you t- the chance to steal from me through this thing. Praise God. Now, those, these, those entities, I, I spoke about those entities of the most holy. Those are the kind of beings we are dealing with, right? Uh, he, has a, he has a comprehensive wisdom. Right? He, he, inside him, he has the map, the wisdom of how to finish. He knows this soul, he knows how can I finish every life. He has the plan of every soul, how, how to do it. So, so he has spirits under him who he, he will just give them a task. That in this season, this is the aspect of the job that needs to be done. You, you are a specialist in this aspect. So I will send you to that aspect now. Bring, those are what you call spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are, those are specialists, spirits. Though, so when you see a, a spiritual wickedness, a spiritual wickedness is a mountain spirit. Yes. They are, those spiritual wickedness, they call them spiritual wickedness. So uh, this Ephesians, you say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against what? They are telling you who are your adversaries, who you actually wrestle against. Glory to God. But against principalities, that's the first principalities, powers. Then you have the rulers of the darkness of this world. Those are another cadre of entities. Then at the height, you now have this being they call spiritual wickedness. In where? They They are mountain spirits. They are spirits of high places. These are the boys or men in the spirit, rightly under Satan. They are the ones that they catch his thought. They catch his inspiration over souls. He knows they are, and they are, they, are, they are specialized in what they do. 
These kind of spirits, glory to God. Let me just describe them a little bit to you. These kind of spirits, their, their skill is that when they, you don't know, when they, they do their job and they go, sometimes it's, it's months after, years after, you know that they did something. Hmm. You, that if you can go a whole lifetime and never know that this guy has ever visited you. They, you wouldn't know that, you wouldn't know that they, they, they are, they are, imagine in, they, they are describing spirits. They, they describe principalities, power, rulers, darkness. Right? Then they now say these ones are spiritual. These ones. That, these ones here. They are all spiritual. They are spiritual. You see, this ones. If you, if, you, if you are able to meet a principality and ask, what about that, that, this kind of guys? They, they are spiritual. These ones are, they are, they are highly spiritual. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? This is spirituality in operation. It's flawlessness. Invisibility, smoothness, skill, the, the wisdom that they, that they use. You see, so the word wickedness means twistedness. It's, they are spiritual twisted. Right? It's, they are, praise God. They didn't, they didn't call them, you know, they, they call the first one their principalities, powers, rulers. Those ones, they sound like, um, say, you are a power, they sound like post. Yeah. Like you're a principality, you are a power, you, you are a ruler. Sounds like a position that you can employ people. But this one is a wickedness. Do you get what I'm saying? It is, it's in their, 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 their name is in their manner, it's in their, their operation. These guys, when they tie a walk, they do something, you can't, you can't find the beginning or the end of it until God helps you. When these guys finish with his soul, you know, when you see a person that you're trying to help, they start crying. <laughs> why are they crying? I don't know why I'm the way I'm like this. You preach and preach and preach. They, go, they will do everything opposite to all your preaching. And when you say, why are you behaving like this? They will break down. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I always think. It's, it's, it's wickedness. Their own nature is, is the, the, the way the nature is tied to them. They don't know how. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Glory to God. Now, now you see, these spirits, these spirits, they are the ones who configure peoplehood, nationhood, tongue, those, those, soul, those soul attributes. They say, oh, we're just, they're just a people. You don't know what is inside that they're people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, do, you, do you understand me? It's yes, like sir. when you, when you, these guys, when they do their job, you can never say, you can't see what they do as wickedness. You won't see it as anything. You just say it's just, just our culture. Yes, it's just our, <laughs> right? Just our, that's just our, where we are from, we are just like this, or, it's just part of, in fact, most of the things they do have been accepted as human behavior. As just, this is how people just are. Men are just like this. This is just how, you see, all the things, when you think of a person, how people are. Do you understand what I mean? But the only way you will know, they have to give you a vision of what man is meant to be. If you don't have that vision, you think that all men are just, this is how men are. Do you get what I'm saying? A lot of 
things that make men in, in, incompatible, in, unable to carry God's life, is because of what this kind of what of spirits have done. Praise God. They are they are what spiritual what wickedness where they are spiritual wickedness in high places. Praise God. Now, the, the, the work of the enemy in men, this is as against the work of God, is very simple. We, we went through Revelation to just see a little bit of, for you to understand, just for you to know why I read those places, is to show you that what Satan is doing is not different from what God is doing. Yeah, uh-huh. you see it? It's not what? What do I mean by that? You know, we feel that what God is doing is in the church. What Satan is doing is in the clubs. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? We feel it's very different. Very, uh-uh. You can't, very different. If you want to go to where, to see what God is doing, go to church. You see the guys in church, how they behave. That's what God is doing. You want to go see what Satan is doing, go to where? Go to clubs, go to parties, go to walls, go to gay parade, go to all those places. That's where you see what Satan is doing. But that's not what the Bible is showing us. If you follow what I read to you, you should be a bit shocked that what I showed to you is not, it's very, you almost cannot, I literally showed you Revelation 17, where you can take a verse and it's describing exactly what God is doing. Like you can almost take that verse and preach it, and you preach a nice message about God, and it's accurate. That will tell you that in the spirit, when it comes to patterns, archetypes, all those things, God is the only mind that has, you understand? So Satan doesn't have his own thing. That's why when they say, come and learn God, you think that his body is there. Okay, don't go and learn something else now. We <laughs> want to learn Bible. You no, know, sometimes we feel very smart. We want nice, clean something. You know, very technologically. You know, imagine maybe I just be preaching some grammar. You know, instead of opening Revelation, the beast, the head, all those things. So, you know, Sometimes they want to feel bad as a preacher when you're reading about head horns. You're like, oh, why is this? Why are you preaching all this? Why do you even like those kind of things? Can't you just preach a nice, a nice, simple, clean message that sounds relevant? All of those things. Satan likes that. Be relevant. Preach clean message. He loves it. How many clean messages have hell sponsored? Nice English, nice examples, nice all of those things. Hell sponsors them because they can't touch what they are doing. To, you can't understand what Satan is doing without going into the wisdom. The way, the way the Bible put it is to give you some kind of understanding. No, we feel we are wise. Are you wiser than Daniel? Are you wiser than Daniel? But then Daniel was wise. He was wise. For, for you to come to a place, and do you know who Nebuchadnezzar is? When it comes to, uh, you know, a man who rules the entire world. 
he, he, he drove all his wise men away and brought Daniel and said, Daniel, come. You, you've got something. Do you get? Daniel was a wise man. Wise, wise, wise. But go and check. Go and read the book. I've read the book of Daniel. When you read, have you read, it doesn't look like something a wise guy wrote. A goat, a bear. Have you ever read all this fish? One thing that must be dead in everybody here. You see that nice cleanness of the world? You know when this developed world, sometimes you, you envy it. When you see some guys, everything is just on point. When they, you know, their, their life, you know people's life are different. So us, when they're writing your, the handwriting of your life, sometimes some T's, they forget to cross some T's, some <laughs> I's are not dotted, so you know. For some guys, when you check the, the, the cursive, every dot, every comma, everything is in place. You know that kind of arrangement? I'm sorry, I can't find words to describe what I'm trying to say, but you have an idea what I'm trying to say. And that kind of life, when you check your own life, they're not giving you allowance to. That you check that if you had time, you can dot the, cross the T, dot the I, add the comma, but you don't really have enough time. You understand that? Your life is, God wants to swallow everything about your life. You feel like, when will I have time to go and cross the T and dot the I? You don't know, know that, that you're on crossed T is it's messy. Yes, sir. That, that your T must not be crossed. And they must give you a line that doesn't respect those things. So you can hear about the, the mountains and about the heads and about all of those things. So that they can, they can, your mind will have space for a different kind of thinking entirely. That will help you to, to, to gain what I call, the Bible calls vigilance of your soul. Say vigilance. vigilance. So simple. I've just took us on this, wrong, this, wrong, this journey to bring us back to what the point we're seeing. That what is Satan doing in men? How does he want to get man to the place I've described? Right? Simple. 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 You, he has to, to raise man. He has to find a way to, to, to make a, it's all, it's all we saw that those people's natures, tongues and all those people, those are qualities which must be in soul. And those qualities, they, he said that they are waters. They're not just waters. Water means flow of life. They are waters that are mountainous. They are, they are mountain waters up that should be able to carry a city, that should be able to carry an, an expression of destruction. Do you understand what I mean? It's to carry what? An expression. Now, now a person who is being raised to do some such a thing doesn't know that's what they are being raised to. They feel they're just living normal life. You don't know that, they don't know that, you are, that, 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 soul, that, that soul doesn't know he's being set up to, to become the, the prop for Satan when he's coming to do his presentation to God, I've done it. Do you understand? 
the pro when I mean by prop, I mean that no, you come and do presentation and say this is the the prototype. This is what I've done. So men don't know that that's what Satan is being. They are being raised to defeat. You're just living simple life and all that. You don't know. You don't know that the guys who are at play here. You don't. Know, we don't even know the game that's being played. We don't know. You understand? You know, you get born, you go to school. You know, you, 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 we don't know what life is. We don't know what is happening. We don't know the game. You understand what I mean? Yes, so we've interpreted life as, you know, just come here. And it doesn't even make sense, so, but everybody's living that way. You just come here, go to school, have children, all of that, those things, you get old and then. Why? No, forget about the why. That's just, this is what life is, that's the game. <laughs> then when, now, and then they're now even trying to convince us that God, that God does not exist. So it's even more pointless, it's even a more pointless game. That, so we're just here doing all these things. Okay, to what end? Shut up, there's no end. Just to keep doing <laughs> I don't even think about all these things. What? But have you ever wondered yourself, why? Okay. I should shut up. Are you not a scientist? I think it's true you be concerned. When you die, where should we go to? Shut up. Sir, but you're a scientist, sir. You say you like to investigate facts and all of that. Why haven't you? Why is that when it comes to this area of. A soul dying, everything. You say we shouldn't be thinking of. You say why are we going to church? But there are questions here, sir. Have you have you done this experiment? Have you figured out the answer to this side? Forget about it. <laughs> you, you've not thought about that before. These so-called lovers of science, all the professors, why are they not concerned about? You know what I mean? I will tell you that there's something, some, that human beings are we, are, we are caught in between a grand, um, what do you call it? I won't call it, it's not a struggle, it's like a, it's a contention. It's a, it's a contention for something greater than you. It's, 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 you understand what I mean? Your life is about something greater. The, the day you can accept that thing, eh? You will just, it will just help you so much, so much. Why will it help you so much? Because it, it stops being about, oh, I don't believe. I this, I that. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't this one. It, I this. I, I, I realize that people's excuses are always about I, 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 I. You understand what I mean? Because we have too much of an inflated sense. Of, right? A sense that you are not healthy is that you can come to a place it seems as if there is, you can't perceive there is something greater than the individual happening. Do you get what I'm saying? That's a sign to see such a thing. Glory is it's a great help. I'm so sorry, I don't want to get lost. I want to just quickly tie this up very quickly. Amen, in the next few minutes. Okay, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, so what I'm saying, that the enemy, what he wants to build, Right, is it's there's something that's critical for their dreams for man is that 
you must be able to raise a mountain in, ma- in, a, in, a, in men. You must be able to raise a mountain. You must be able to give. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of elevation. It's a, it's a kind of elevation of the nature. Is to raise the soul to bear a certain kind of light. Yes, sir. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Is to do what? To bear a, is to bear a certain kind of light to, to raise the soul. Now, where is the investment of this building in? I'm speaking about what Satan is doing now, right? That's what the Lord is exposing to us. What is this investment? The investment is in the, what you call the minds of men. Do you, do you understand me? It's in where? It's, inside the, it's in the minds of men. So where, where does he build his mountains? Where is, it, where is he raising the mountains? I'll say it's the mind, but it's, it's in the soul. You get what I'm saying? It's in the soul, but the, the, what? the access into, into, the, into the soul to build such things is, is through the mind. I think I was saying that on Wednesday, right? That, that God created man to be a living soul, but Satan made man, don't be a living soul, become a thinking man. Begin, become a person that thinks a lot, right? Because through that thinking, that cerebral exercise, what happens to that? Yes. Now let me tell you what, what happens. That thinking for man, I mean, thinking that is not sponsored from within, from, from the spirit. You understand the... From the this from a spiritual when I say within I mean like you, for you, there's a way you're supposed to be thinking you should be thinking spiritually right is a is a different kind of thinking right it is a thinking that that is governed by the heart that's one that's the kind of thing that's not the one Satan doesn't like that one that's not he wants to shut down that operation but rather he wants a different kind of thinking which is thinking that come that is 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 the, is the picking of thoughts that are foreign, right? Where, from where? From, from your world. That's what, the, the world is designed to teach, tell you what to think. Do you understand what I mean? It's, that's all the world is about. It's just simple. You say, oh, wow, nice, skyscraper, way of living, banking system, this system, that system, the other system. Simple. It's just to teach you a way of thinking. It's just teach you. You understand what I mean? There's nothing called banking system or anything. It means nothing. Do you understand? Do you think you think Satan likes banks and money? Is that why he sponsors all those? It's not for, it's not because of that. It's because when it just there's a way those things have, it can bamboozle the soul to give the, the person a challenge. Can you, can you, you know what I mean? It sounds grand, there's glory, it sounds sophisticated. Do you understand that? It's that sophistication of the world. Wow, the world just seems so sophisticated, all of those things. Then when you see the world, you just make a decision one day. I'm not going to be an ignorant fellow. I'm going to, I'm going to hack into my own space. I'm going, to, I'm going to break into a space. I'm going to make sure that, I'm going to, you understand what I mean? It's like, 
the, the world is a, is like a, is, is like a, it's a temptation. It's just a design. You know, that, that thing of systems, the systemic complexity and all of those things. There's nothing there. Eh? When you say, they always have big words, banking sector. Is that what? When you hear the word banking sector, then they now put their giant skyscrapers to back up that word. You understand what I mean? Um, yes, their logo and everything. There's nothing in banking. It's just some guys. When you go there, some guys who are in some cubicles doing some things. Do you understand what I mean? You get, you get what I mean? Some of them are there. Some of them are stealing money, all kinds of things. Dead souls, corrupt individuals, a lot of them. Corrupt. Some of those banks are headed by CEOs who take money, steal money, all kinds of things that they do. So they, some of them do it with, under the law. You know, law, when you say law, that's another big lie. I'm sorry that I'm saying all these things. I'm not saying, you understand my point? What, what I mean is that, what you call the law, what kind of law is that? A law that someone can use and he will steal plenty money, but he hasn't committed one offense. Yeah. Yeah. That is, it's not really a law, it's, it's just a systematic something. That's why Jesus just tells you, look, don't worry yourself. Having food and raiment, just, just forget about all those things. Don't, there's nothing there, it's just it's nonsense. Forget about that, just having food and having, just be content, be okay. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Other things that will be, will be added, what you, you need will be what? Added, will be added to you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? The, the, you must be wise to the, that work of building, of, of creating elevation. That's what the world is powerful for. Is to, it will make, it will, the world will, make, will try to create a, a, a point, a target. It's to define targets for so. And say, okay, to get to that target, it's, not, it's not, never going to be free. It can never be free. The price you pay for an ambition, any ambition you have in this world, the price you pay for every ambition, there's something that is a bargain, is a tool. You must agree. If you don't, and if you fail it, they won't accept you. What you pay is that you must accept to be high. It's non-negotiable. You must accept elevation. You must. You must accept elevation. You must accept elevation. Ah, you see that guy that we elevated on, right? To be like him will take you through things. First of all, you must go to school. You know that school is not really about learning things. It should, be, it should be very clear to you right now. Right? There's nothing you can learn in school. You can't learn anywhere. No, but you just go to, if you just on Google. It's not, it doesn't have the same kind of thing that the degree gives to you. But that's even outward. Inside, the real thing is the way learnings of the natural are designed is that 
it must puff you up. It must, yeah. you, it, it, that it is learning on the natural. It's not ordinary. It is powerful. Yeah. It's empowered that you cannot, they, they've closed the gate a certain way. For you to learn in this world and not receive the, the what? The elevation. Right? The word of the Bible says, it says that knowledge puffs up. You can't, it's just, it's, it's, it's normal. It's a normal thing. It puffs up. It will just add something to you. So it means that those places of glory, those heights in the world, that the world pens to you, that you can't take the journey to get there and be okay. Do you understand what I mean? When you are, when you are doing it according to the world, the way the world has, has designed everything, and because I said banking sector, it's not just bounty, banking sector. Everything. Church planting. Evangelism, work of God. Christianity. What else is holy? Name holy things to me. Marriage. Parenting. Fatherhood. What, else, what are the other nice, good things? Ministry. Yes. Charity. Right? Even dying. There's elevation in dying, man. Just a normal old guy dying is not the same as an army veteran. There's nothing, it's not, this world is, there is nothing in this world that does not, it's not, it's not potent with any, with, that, that doesn't, that doesn't have that promise of shifting you high. You need to, just a little, just to add something. To, is to give you something. And once, once you take that thing, you don't know how to give it back. You don't know how. You don't know how to. Once you, once you gain an elevation, right, that kind of elevation, or you can call it a puff, maybe a puff, right? <laughs> it, it, it takes puffs and puffs and puffs, little puffs here and there to get puffed up, right? So you can just call it a puff, right? Or a puff puff. <laughs> So don't be taking puff puff, you know what I mean? Puff puff from. So it means that this world is a share of what? Puff puff. But once you've taken that thing and you've digested it, can you bring it back and rearrange it and say, take your puff puff back? I don't want. I'm not. Huh? You look forward. You look forward. So you're seeing, you're seeing two things now. So, so they, they, are, they are explaining to you, right, as touching things offered unto idols, that we all have knowledge. Knowledge profit up, but charity edified. But you say, what do you mean, but isn't edifying also an up movement? Is it not edifying? Like, to edify means to, to build an edifice. Is to, is to build, it's also building up. So they are both up, 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 but which, which up are you going, right? Which 
up are you what? It's mounting and mounting. That's, 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 that's what I'm trying to show you. That it's about, everything is about taking your soul up. But which mountain are you climbing? Which mountain are you climbing? Because the mountain you are climbing matters a lot. The mountain you climb in will tell which city you are going to. And it's not easy to remove elevation. It's one of the most difficult things to do. A soul can, because the mountain is, it solidifies on the inside. It's not, really, it's not really something you are climbing, it's something you are becoming. Yeah. It's like you are, you are becoming a mountain yourself. Mm. And it's subtle. You can be around very, in a very spiritual environment and be climbing a wrong mountain. And it doesn't sound like pride. No. <laughs> the manifestation of, of that thing, it manifests in the kind of mind activity that occurs in a person. That's how you tell. You can't tell whether they walk like this or walk like that. Whether they're always like this and always greeting everybody. Someone can be like this and always greeting everybody. You say, wow, what a lowly brother. But what happened? You can't tell who he is. You can't even tell how far he has gone in, his, in the elevation. How can you tell? You must, if you can, it's, 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 it's the, the kind of thought. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is the is the is the kind of what? Is the kind of thought? What kind of thinking? Pride. What we call pride in the spirit. That's where God. How you you know a proud fellow? How you know a proud fellow is is the their mind formation. The mountain manifests in mind, the way the mind operates. A proud fellow does not have brokenness towards the spiritual. They don't have brokenness towards what the towards the spiritual. Someone who is on a mountain, they can easily kick away spiritual things. Just they just flick it out by, they will just think it a certain way, just do the summation. This thing doesn't really make sense. It's unable to stick. Now, when I say mind, it's not always conscious mind. It can be, it's in the con- subconscious. Because the mind operation is like a program. It's constantly in operation. It's constantly working. Constantly. When spirit wants to stay, it will, the gear will shift. It will, sh- it will just shake a certain way. What will shake thought? Some kind of thought pattern of thinking will just rise. It will, that, it will just kick out the spirit. Spirit cannot rest. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, 
<laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, one, one, one thing that how you know someone who is too high, they can't subject themselves to spirit life. I don't mean talking spiritual things. I mean spirit life. Spirit life. What is spirit life? One way to put it, it's not really the full definition, but to give you a sense about it, life that does not make sense. Do you understand what I mean? You get what I mean? That's a definition within, in the kind of way to make you understand. You understand what I mean? Life that does not what? Make sense. They are gentle brother, humble brother, humble brother, but try to, try to and bring instruction or something to suspend that brother in a kind of a path that, you know what I mean, to suspend such a soul in a path that does not give the domination, the control to the, the mind, right? That it subjects the soul to things that do not make sense. And that's one of the, that's the specialty of the Bible, hmm. of the scripture. Hmm. It must make sure that it doesn't make sense to you. When you're reading the Bible, if, you, if, the, if the, you're reading the Bible and it's making sense to your natural mind, be crying. <laughs> it means that the person who is showing you, spirits that are showing you, you need to please pray that God should save you from that kind of thing. You know when you arrange the Bible, well, this one is the context, that one, that one, this one. You know those kind of things. Yeah. And people who are anointed to teach in that kind of way to make the Bible make sense. Mm-hmm. And when they finish, they want, they, some of them, I, I watch them, I know that the goal behind this person is not, you're not really in love with God. You don't really love God. If you love God, it means you will love the spiritual. You love the invisible. You don't really love it. I, 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 I listen to some people that the, the, there's a pain that that the Bible has a language because you can't shine with it. So you, so you have to bring it in such a version, convert it to a method that when you take it to your professor, you say this is the explanation of all these things. You see, the Bible is not even that archaic, you know, it's even nice. It speaks towards your constant life. The professor will say, hmm. oh, okay, wow. No, the Bible now has relevance. We can now, you know, that kind of feeling. To make it kind of relevant. Why? Because it's to remove the shame of it and to so you can bring it into the accepted world. That kind of thing. You understand what I mean? And that thing is that the moment you try to do that, you are just you're telling God bye-bye. You're trying to bring God into a world that he hates. A world that he hates. You want to bring him into the world of the, ex, the laboratory of men. To do, so they can do experiment on him and get an answer. God said, no, I don't operate in that manner. You rather come. Come into my own world. Men should enter the Bible. Men shouldn't try to bring the Bible into their time and make the Bible. That's why I don't like that language of trying to, you know, trying to, let's read the thing the way it is. Seven head, ten horns, raw, mountains, all of those things. That's the world you should enter into. You understand what I'm trying to say? So those things, you cannot understand what I'm saying without foolishness. You cannot. You, can, you actually cannot. You cannot. And there's no way that thing will ever sound too nice to you. When you stay in your, in your place and you're expecting it to come out and meet you, you, wait, you can wait for centuries. It will never happen. For you, 
to now access it. You have to be humble and then now go into the foolishness and sit down inside the foolishness and stay there. Then they will try your heart inside that foolishness place and see if you are just there for some time. When you stayed, you felt like, well, Chase, it's not fool- let's just stay in this place with all these foolish things. When the heart rests from its wrestling with the scripture, with the Bible, that's when all those things will begin to wake up. They now begin to make another sense to you. It's to, to pull you out of your former elevation, to bring you and to save your soul and, and show you another trajectory in the spirit. They'll not tell you that this is another world entirely. It's another realm of upward movement. You, you know the kind of beings who have gone through the path you've taken. Jesus went through it. See all the foolishness of the Bible you are seeing. That was Jesus' food. So he, feast, he feasted on all those things. All kinds of men in the spirit who have gone before you. Are you understand what I'm saying? This was John. John is the one who wrote all these things. It means that his mind must have been one with foolishness for you to be seeing this kind. You, you didn't only see it. You know what I mean? Some of us, if you saw this kind of revelation, vision, you, but I tell you, when, nobody would ever. <laughs> by, the time, by the time you wake up, and, and thank God he was by himself in Patmos, so nobody knew what happened. So, you would just, <laughs> you just keep, man, let everybody keep things to themselves, you know what I mean? But they, t- they told him, hey, right. 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 If you are the one, would you write it and, at- and attach your name to it? <laughs> unto his servant, John. No, you put an alias. Unto his servant. J. J. Because of your Amen. Well, Jesus said, blessed if you are not ashamed of me. If you are not ashamed of me, you should not be ashamed. Amen. Another time. No more. Because we have gone like way, way far from time. You need to, what, what's coming to you, sorry, is not just another message, not another Christianity. They are bringing another civilization, another way of living. They want to take you so far into a place that after a while, people, they won't see you again. You, must, you have to realize what they are doing. This end time is not a time of where atheists will be arguing, you will be arguing your own. You know, that kind of thing. You know, people feel that we can argue with atheists and win them. That, you know, this is the point. That, that's, God is not found in that kind of world. God is not a beggar to be begging men, please understand me. To be, to now, you want to bring God and let me come and explain himself. Not that ap- apologetic something like to explain God. God is not God is too big for who are you? Man, man is nothing. You can't shift him into God is a wall for you to run into. Race into him. Say, God, please, while you are still revealing yourself, please, can you can you accept me? Can you allow me to enter? Can you allow me? Can you allow me? Can you allow me to enter? To enter. There's an ark that is being like, like, like Noah was kept preaching. Flood is coming. They, uh, what kind of thing is this? They couldn't believe fathom that thing in their mind. Glory to God. And there's an ark of salvation even in our time and even in our day. But there's a kind of heart that's, that's required, that's needed. 
those who are willing to, but who are willing to abandon, you know, the approval of the world, the approval of everything else that is mundane, and only seek for. You, you must get to a point where you only need your life to be validated in the spirit. You don't care about your life being validated anywhere else. Shed the baggage. Paul called it weight and sin. Some, and some things are not sin, they are weight, heaviness. That will make you not move into the spirit. That will make you not climb, make you not ascend into the spirit. Praise Jesus. Just begin to speak to the Lord from your heart. Sincerely ask for help from the Lord. Say, 
God, I need help. I need help. I need help. Help me. Help my soul. that 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 the weapons of for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal it's a warfare this matter of dealing with our heart things the investment of our adversary in our hearts those things, there are things there that they make war against, against us and the vision and the purpose of God for our soul. says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You see the pulling down of strongholds. This Holds are strong, yeah. right? Is a so it's not just it's a, it's a hold. You know when something takes hold of a soul, right? Is a there's also there's a military sense of it. I'm just looking at the literal explanation of of a stronghold. A stronghold is when we were an army are taking ground, they are taking territories. You know in war they're taking territories. When they push back the enemy, they get to a terrain. They build a stronghold there. They put things, they mean that no matter what, we will not lose this place. They put so much defenses. It's like they've, 
they've staked their claim to that ground. They garrison that place. Inside the souls of men, there are strongholds. Grounds that the enemy has taken and say, you see, do all your Christianity, do anything, listen to your word revelation. You see this ground, this particular spot, is something that when it pertains to you, we're not going to give this thing up. We're going to put a hold. And the way they create hold of nature is according to wisdom. Those are the things that those spiritual, you see, all these things here, is those, those wickedness, they, are, they have their hand, is, is involved. They, they are the one that deals with the, the building of elevation in men to make men higher than salvation. It just, it just make you high in such a way. It's just, a, it's just your, your frame that's just high. It can't pass. <laughs> the buy of salvation is quite low. They just, it's just to build you up to a certain place where you will do everything. It's, it's, it's what Jesus was calling riches. So it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of him than for a rich man. A rich man, what is a rich? It's not just money. Rich with things that Satan has given to, to a puff the soul, to raise the soul up. That the stature, you, it can't fit into the bar where God set the bar of salvation. Amen. So he says that those stronghold for, they, but they, they can't be pulled down. I want you to believe that. I don't, know, I don't know any of you, I don't know what you are believing for. There are things, maybe as I'm preaching, the Lord would have showed you some things. I want to tell you that those things, can, whatever you are seeing, can be pulled down. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He said, he said, he said who are thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? When, when the time of appointment of visitation comes, when grace arises, you don't know God, God has weapons. God didn't just leave you with natures of, he didn't leave us on earth with evil spirits and all these beings and leave us without a defense. God is not like that. There are things, there are weapons. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's just, that, it's just that we've been busy doing other things. We've not focused on what we are supposed to be doing. The moment we focus on it and we mean Satan, we call that there are resources in the spirit. What we thought grace was meant for, grace to get this, to get this. That's not what grace is about. But when you move into the real, you now discover that grace is serious in the spirit. The reason why Satan bamboozles or makes you feel like the, you are, the way you are, you'll be like this forever is because we've not taken it up. We've not taken the task of our change and of our transformation. We've given too much ground to him and said, ah, this is the way I am. This, we are like this in my family. We have this issue. You know, those kind of things. We've given him ground. No, those are strongholds which you must take back. Amen. Amen. They must be pulled down. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through God to the world. Pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. You know, imaginations are actually, are, I see it as more than even thoughts. Imaginations are things that are, it's, just, it's like thoughts that have life of their own. Before you know it, you're just doing, images will just be forming. And you know, it's difficult to resist an image when it's, you see it. When you see something, and you, can, you know you can easily do it because image has been formed. So some of the things we worry against are images, actually. It's, it's images of behavior, of attitude, of things that just, it just appears. Once it appears, you see the image. You know that image, that, those imaginations are images of yourself in a life which 
in a, in a form, in a design which God has not created. It's, it's versions of you that spirits have developed and have convinced you that this is yourself, that this is the life you are supposed to be living. They are imaginations. Everybody lives after an imagination. You understand what I mean? And God is not all God. Satan has imagined men. And a lot of men are living his imagination of them. But those imaginations can be cast down. And he says that every high thing, every high thing, every, these are not things out there inside of the heart, high things can be there. These are the things that when it's time to, to hold maybe a, a spiritual revelation, a, a, you know, a, a spiritual blessings come in gift of foolishness. Like when you, it's just a, when you go to a meeting or whatever, you listen to a message, they'll just give you some foolish things to keep. Things you can easily throw away. That's all. Some foolish things. You can just, you can listen to a nice message. Wow, you are laughing. Everything is nice. You, in the moment of the message, the way you sit down when you're listening to a comedian, <laughs> you crack jokes, tell stories. But once you get up, nobody takes the comedian jokes and start trying to live after them. You know what I mean? He, he, nobody will take the jokes of a comedian though you are laughing in the moment you are there, enjoy it but nobody takes it outside there to go and live after that joke because it's a joke so the devil conditions us sometimes to take messages, teachings like that because they are foolishness it's almost like a preacher is almost like a jester to you you love all those things but, but to carry the foolishness and take it home and to make that foolishness your life, do the labor of those things, is actually difficult. Why? Is these high things? When you take that foolish thing they just preach to you and compare it with, with high things. You know when we come to meeting, we come with high things. All the, those are the things that make us frown our face, that make us burdened, that make us tired, that make us, oh, okay, we are here again. You know those things? Those high things. When you compare them with the, the, what we call, the Bible calls it the foolishness of preaching. But remember, it's those things, foolishness, he will use to confound the wise. That's just God's own method. Why is it like that? I don't know. But that's his method. Glory to God. But those high things, when they begin to deal with our high things, you just see around the waters of God, you just see babies. We we'll all be like babies. Amen. The, the most foolish thought from God. When it comes to us, will be the wisest to us. Because these high things have been what? Have been dealt with. Glory to Jesus. Every high thing that exalted itself. You see, it exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It's, it's rising up against the knowledge. When you hear knowledge of, of God, those high things will now bring itself up and match itself to it. To create a perspective around what God has just said. To make you see it as foolish and irrelevant. And it's not to consciously. You won't do it consciously. It's a work of a wickedness. It's a spirit that can condition the heart to be doing such things. But you won't know you are doing them. You understand what I mean? And it said bringing into captivity every thought. To bring thoughts into captive. To do what? To the obedience of Christ. To, you, thoughts, you will begin to... Every thought, you get to a point, every thought in your life obeys the anointing. Amen. You know, in some of us, our life, thoughts are higher than anointing. You get? When thoughts come, it knocks anointed things away because thoughts are too, they, are, they take a high place in our mind. But 
they will give you grace to bring his weapons. They will bring thought into captivity to the obedience. That, that Christ here is talking about the spiritual life. This Christ is actually the summary of the elevation of the mountain. That mountain in summary is actually Christ. It's like a spiritual nature and equipment within the soul. When you, are, when you are equipped in that manner, thoughts become your captive. You take thought into captivity. You become a ruler over thoughts instead of thoughts ruling over you. Glory to Jesus. See this verse 4, what he said, the weapons of our warfare. That's what we're going to pray for. We're going to ask, they are, to get all these things done, it takes weapons, right? And it's not, it's not the weapon that the preacher will use to preach to you, to fight for you. Nobody will fight them for you. It's, it's actually there, you can change it to mine, the weapons of my warfare. Why? Because the warfare is your own. They will, they will preach tools to you, give you things to use, but at the end of the day, you must take those things home, and you must fight your war, and you must fight your battle. So he said that these weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God. I want us to begin to pray. The prayer is simple. We are going to pray that your soul, the hands, I want to see the hands of your soul. I want you to see the Lord releasing weapons to you. Weapons are instrument that it takes to war against such things. That let the Lord begin to bring them. That your soul will begin to handle them. You begin to come into resources in the spirit. You begin to come into equipment in the spirit. You begin to equip your soul. To equip your soul. To war a good warfare. To fight your warfare. Pray, pray, pray. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you. We see victory already in the spirit. Lord, thank you for what you have just deposited to everyone here. And everyone listening, everyone under the sound of my voice, thank you for everyone who has prayed now because you have heard us. Thank you because these things which you've been waiting to commit to our hands, to strengthen us so we can make war in the battle for our soul. Father, thank you for we receive, we receive from you resources from heaven to reject all that the enemy has to offer and the grace, Lord, to choose, to choose all that you have for us. Thank you, our Father. I pray no soul will fall short of this day. Blessings are ours. We take ownership. We take possession of them. And it will begin to bring forth fruit. Yeah, even much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit will appear. appear. Thank you, our God. We give all the praise to your name. You have had mercy on us today. We know you will continue to have mercy. Thank you, our Lord Jesus. 
Lord Jesus, thank you for your ministry, even in the heaven, for here we can perceive you, we can smell you, we can feel you. We know you have so much to do with what has been said today, because you ever leave it to make intercession for us. Thank you, our captain, our captain, our Lord, who sits by the Father, who makes mention of us, who intercedes on our behalf. We thank you, our Lord Jesus. We also honor you. We also reverence you. We bless you. We worship you. We thank you. Even as we thank your Father today. Lord, we give you glory. We give you the Holy Spirit of the living God. Take this word. Breathe afresh into it. And let it not fall to the ground. Let it be alive within us. And continue to minister. As Jesus said that you will bring to our remembrance all that has been said to us. Bring this word in our own native language of our soul. Thank you, our Lord. We give all the glory unto your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.